if you want to bring your eight-year-old to the park where there's going to be 10,000 people that don't like you and you're a politician, then you're deciding for your kid that they're going to be part of an adult thing. It's not on the 10,000 people that are there to be like, oh, well, Chandra brought his wife or his kid here today. So I'm not going to call him a piece of shit or I'm not going to yell what I want to yell at him today. Forgotten Corner Podcast would not exist without our listeners. If you enjoy the work we are doing on this show and would like to support further, please consider a donation through our Patreon account, patreon.com backslash Forgotten Corner Pod, or visit our website, forgottencornerpod.com. Welcome back to the Forgotten Quarter Podcast. We are proud members of the Harbinger Media Network, and you can check out other podcasts like this one by uh, visiting the link that we will provide in the show notes. I am Scott Schmidt, your co-host. I'm here alongside uh, uh, a couple of co-hosts today. Uh, my regular co-host, uh, Jeremy Appel. Uh, say hello, Jeremy. Hello. How is and everybody? We're all right. We're all right. Uh, and, I was uh, asking the listeners, not you. Well, that makes sense. I just did. They can't really answer you. I, I, they can't even answer I, I, you for five days. So I don't know. I, I got confused. Uh, and Roberta Lexier, Dr. Roberta Lexier from Mount Royal University, who is always here for our Just Us episodes and our best friend of the show. Bestie, how are you doing? Um, you know, drowning in freedom over here. So it's all good. <laughs> you know, just loving my freedom. Go yeah. freedom. Feeling I, good. I like the karaoke mic you're using. Oh, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> Just didn't bother I, uh, with a mic stand. Today. I was, if, if if you could do karaoke tomorrow, what song would you say? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, time after time, maybe. I mean, that's not <laughs> bad for top of your head, like right off the top of your head. I, I really want to do, I just want Belt uh, Crawling by Linkin Park. <laughs> I feel like I'm crawling right now. I'm not going to yeah. do karaoke with you too. So speaking of freedom, um, Jeremy, I can see that you've freed up your face and uh, the, the podcast would like to know as like a, like a, an official position because we're, we're pro beard. So what, why is it just too hot? Yeah, it's really hot. Out. I had been meaning to shave. That was like, like literally the month. only excuse we were going to give you. Yeah. If you said um, it was too hot, we were going to be like, all right, that's, that's fair. It's like a thousand outside. Yeah. Well, it's actually, oh, I mean, I am at an undisclosed location, Edmonton, right now. Um, well, you narrowed it down to about a, like 300,000 properties, so you're probably good. Yeah. Um, but um, it's definitely cooled down here. I know there was like a crazy storm yesterday in Calgary that I completely missed. Oh, really? So what is the temperature going to be like there? Because it's, it's, um, according to my computer, it's 20 degrees Celsius. Well, it's actually only 20 degrees Celsius in Medicine Hat today, but it's going to be 31 soon. Most says it's 19. So yeah, we're supposed to hit 28 today or something, I think, but it cooled off overnight at least. So at least we can cool down. This is our little reprieve in the hat. Like we have, just looking at the next 10 days, we've got two that dip below 30. So that's a, that's like a, basically a polar vortex for medicine hat in the summer. 
but then we're at least getting back to normal temperatures here. Like it's going to be like 31 to 33 here every day, which is like, well, you, Jeremy, you lived enough long enough here. That's every day in the summer here, but like Edmonton and Calgary, you guys don't, uh, you guys don't get into the thirties too much. Hey, so I've been watching the whole province just like it go through this for the last week. And it's, I, like I said to Roberta, like I hate when people are like overly hot. You guys don't have air conditioning and stuff. And that's like not comfortable, but it's kind of funny to watch everybody live in Medicine Hat for a week because that's really like every day here for 70 days in a row is just hot and gross, right? Yeah, no good talk. You guys like fucking don't jump in. Yeah. No. Um... Okay. Anyway, no, let's move on. So Canada Day was. Uh, Dominion Day, if you're asking the premier, was just on Thursday. Uh, fuck is that? Like, there are some phrases in the world that are that induce vomit just immediately. And uh, we've we've really coined like like uh, I don't want to say coined them because they existed, but they've really uh, like freedom. I hate that word now. Dominion Day, all ruined. Yeah, it's like let's take Canada Day and somehow make it more white supremacist. Yeah, and it's like- impressive. And like, it totally reminds me of John Diefenbaker. This is going to sound so ridiculous and a nerdy oh, historian. But John Diefenbaker, when we changed the mm-hmm. Canadian flag in 1965, was like outraged because we're changing it from the red ensign, which has the Union Jack on it. And it's like Canadian history, you know, go settler Canada. Um, and so he like wrote in his will that in his state funeral, when they used to take people across the country on train, he wanted the red ensign sign to be over his casket not the Canadian flag the new maple leaf um, because he hated it so much and hated this new Canada thing that we were doing Um, and so when he actually died they put the red ensign and then the Canadian flag over top of the red ensign and basically gave him a big fuck you but it was the exact same thing it's the same like dog whistle thing right it's Dominion Day is signifying to certain people a particular type of Canada that they want and the red ensign sign the flag was the same thing where it's like this british heritage that we need to hold on to or something well that's the thing is it's all based in these like uh sort of roots of racism and things like this right and like colonial sort of like we get what we want and you're all lesser people kind of thing because like they 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 mask it with oh well we're protecting history but nobody gives a fuck at all about that kind of history like our parents right we're obviously in their teens when the flag was changed so they lived their life with both of them has your have you ever in your life heard your parents mention the old flag like like how like oh it was a dark day when they changed to this like do you know what i mean like did i'm certain my parents never or their parents never brought up to me like this isn't really the flag you know, I, I was in like high school when I learned there was ever a flag before that one. So it's not like they were just like, well, history's been fucking stolen from us. Right. So it's obviously the. the- well, well, my, my dad was in grade school when they got the flag. And uh, I, I mean, he told me there was like a big debate about it. But I mean, I don't think does he, really he look at the new flag way. and be like, it's not really the it's not really the flag. You guys No, They my stood around American, all day. So. They go, you know what I miss? I miss the red ensign. That's really when this country went downhill. When we changed that flag in 1965, we went yeah. downhill. Yeah, yeah no, Christ. Kenny, uh, 
Kenny really, oh man, he's a piece of shit. But like that, the the whole erase his original Canada Day message and replace it with the Dominion Day one four hours later is, whew, that's pretty What, what Was pretty it the Dominion Day message? Was that not an old one from a couple of years ago that recently? Oh, I mean, I don't know if he if he goes to the bag, like the same bag of tricks and, and pulls out the same one. Like, it he does do a Dominion Day message every time. Does he quote that dude from the 1800s every time? I don't know. I just know that he officially his office or his Twitter account or whatever had a, a happy Canada day, like a pretty tame, what you would expect, especially maybe even on this of all Canada days, uh, tame would probably be a pretty fucking good approach for, for white folks on this particular occasion. But anyway, uh, he, he just erased it like five hours later or whatever and one o'clock delete. It, it was like deleted and changed to this Dominion Day bullshit, which is like, it's like he was physically like unhappy with the tame Canada Day message and it like irked him. Either that or like Steve-O called him and was like, that's not, it's not tropey enough, but point like this is from jackass yeah yeah that's right uh harper um the original the guy who originally wanted us to bring back dominion day because that's what it should be called he's the Uh, og he's the og (laughs) stephen harper the og steve 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 og anyway what we actually wanted to talk about today and we're going to do kind of a short episode here so we're going to get in and out of here but with the topic we really wanted to discuss for listeners because it's it's a bit of a debate since Thursday. Uh, I'll backstory it as quick as I can here. So in Calgary, Shandro, Tyler Shandro, health minister of Alberta, him and his family uh, went to whatever, Canada Day event, right? There's bazillions of these going on in Alberta because we're open for summer. And um, what well, when he was there, um, a group of protesters who turned out, uh, Canadian press left this out, fucking love this shit but anyways turns out they were kevin j johnson supporters so these were just so you know what they were protesting these were these people were not protesting that that shandro and kenny have made decisions that have cost lives okay these these ones were the livelihood protesters right like your your restrictions fucked up my freedom people right and so they kind of surrounded Shandro and his family and and got verbal and a couple of people I think the what the the quote that was said to the kid was like sorry buddy but your dad's a war war criminal criminal, right yeah he anyway he he is executing uh prisoners of war right 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 so Uh, kids kids had to be lifted up he lifted his kids over the fence they were obviously like upset dad was getting yelled at at least they apologized to his kids they're, they're old enough that, that like the kids are old enough that they would have known that like these people were being mean to dad. Right. So the, these are, these are Kevin J. Johnston supporters. This is what we're saying. Like these were yeah. Kevin J. Johnston. They're Nazis. Correct. But the conversation we wanted to have today wasn't so much about like, because it, it really branched people off, right? Like the, the conversation after this left, left the topic at hand and really moved into the like should they or shouldn't they right and and the like oh you know like uh the the centrist version of twitter really shit its pants on like oh the 
children you're it's unacceptable and these kinds of things and i'm i'm not trying to shed lightly like we our official stance here i think is that like you know you shouldn't fucking the kids the kids thing that's not great but at the same time it's not like anything happened to these people right like it was just like they got yelled at and I guess what I'm saying is if you are the health minister of a province where you're pretty sure everybody fucking hates you, like everyone hates you, man. And it's a super tumultuous time where you have people on all sides of every fence really angry at you. And it could be any group of supporters protesting just about anything. I don't want to be the guy that's like, you know, says the kid that gets his head knocked off in a hockey game should have his head up. You know, but like, what do you expect if you're Tyler Shandro and you're going? Yeah, why, why is he bringing his kids to? Thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it was so obvious, obviously, um, like he played it up for the right. cameras. Yes. It's, right. He turned them into a prop. And I mean, his kids are there, right? And I don't expect anything from these Nazis, right. but I mean, these kids are there. If, you know, if it was, if, it, if there were people who are actually protesting him against things that exist in reality, then it would be like, leave the guy's kids alone. But again, he opted to take his kids. He knows people hate him. Um, I don't know. His kids were I, I never in he, danger. Yeah, well, I, I yeah, I mean, it, I, it, I mean, I would imagine it's somewhat traumatizing when you're eight years old to be, um, you know, yelled at and told your dad is like a war criminal. Um, but yeah, I mean, why are you bringing your kids there? And, and, and I think that was lost on a lot of people who are like, this is unacceptable, regardless of one's politics. And it's like, and I, you know, I appreciate that perspective. But though, like, okay, and I'm not trying. I'm gonna let Roberta talk here in two seconds because she probably is gonna like articulate this so much better than we are. We probably look like assholes right now because, um, but this guy should have known better than to take his family. Like, and and he is very Tyler, Shand- Tyler Shandro has made some arguably insanely dangerous decisions like like costing costing lives decisions him he's part of a government that has is is has a responsibility to some of the deaths that have happened over the past year and a half right so like i don't know like if this guy gets told to f- i guess what i'm saying is if this guy gets told to fuck off in public why isn't that cool and good? Prepare to help me out here. Yeah, I mean, this is there's so many things I want to say. Like, I want to I want to start with a caveat that Kevin J. Johnston is a disgusting scum right. of the earth human being, and I do not condone anything he or his supporters do. And the fact that they were protesting a lockdown that one never happened and two ended that exact day, if it whatever was there, is sort of fucking hilarious. So Still you know, protesting. like protesting. 
they're still protesting something that we all wish was still in existence that never actually was. So good on you, Kevin J. Johnston. So one, let's start with that. Two, I mean, the kid thing, I think, kind of distracted from the bigger discussion. Um, and my argument, I think, is similar to the ones you guys have made, which is that if a politician is going to bring their kids as props to an event, um, then they're going to have to deal with the fact that they've put their kids in that position. Um, you know, if they just wanted to go and celebrate Canada Day and do their thing, then that's a different issue. You, they shouldn't have been celebrating Canada Day, but that's a different story. We did that one already a couple of weeks ago. Right. Um, but I think, you know, so there's that. But I think the bigger question is about this issue of civility and decorum in politics, that this is where centrist Twitter kind of got their, their panties in a twist. I shouldn't use that term, but I did. <laughs> so that's fine. Exactly. Um, I'm going to get canceled on this episode anyway, so it doesn't even matter because I'm about to make some pretty, pretty big claims. So centrist Twitter got pretty upset, I think, about the issue of civility and this idea that we should have civil and decorous political conversations, that our politics should happen in in rational, reasonable ways. And I mean, I would love, I would fucking love to live in that society. Like I really would. I'd love to live in a place where we could calmly and rationally and reasonably discuss our issues and work out the best possible solutions that, you know, are great for everybody. But I'm sorry, we don't live in that fucking society. And so I am a huge supporter actually of confronting politicians in public. I think that if Tyler, Tyler Shandro, Jason Kenney, any of these other assholes, you know, they're making decisions that are literally killing people and will continue to literally kill people. And from my perspective, from how I read centrist Twitter and what they're telling me to do about this is basically just wait it out till the next election. And that's yeah, how I guess- NDP. And just then all our problems will be solved. The yeah. world's not on fire. They're not advocating to for extraction or anything. Right. I hear guys. if there, yeah, I hear if there was, if the NDP was in power, there wouldn't have been churches burned and and graves found and or uh, climate change see, killing. There wouldn't us have all. been seven hundred thousand lightning strikes in a twenty-four hour period over in the skies above. BC if we had an NDP government. Right, so. exactly. Right, exactly. Right. And an NDP BC's... government also doing stupid shit all over the place. So like the, the, the BC society... NDP government. Well, oh, that clear. That's yeah, why they they are. This, it's all fake. Are news, they right? do you think they're worse than the Albert NDP? Because that that is Ooh, I think we'd have to have a, a good competition there. I think they it's really, getting close. They really <laughs> they're really like, trying. They wanted you to look at them day one when they were like sightsee. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, we should do double down on old fuller's growth. The first thing they did, right? Yeah. So uh, they might be worse. They might, they might yeah. This old forest growth logging is really disgusting. Yeah, I, like I really would, disgusting. I would I would like the the NDP more if they changed their name to the neoliberal dipshit party. <laughs> that's basically what it is. Yeah. Anyway, I that's would, a whole I other conversation. But I think it, it does connect into this point, which is that our options are incredibly limited as citizens within our society right now, right? Like, what are our options? Like, okay, so I'm just supposed to let Tyler Shandro kill a whole bunch of people and not say or do anything about it until spring of 2023 when my option is to elect another bunch of people who basically are doing relatively similar things, maybe not quite as horrifying. Um, it so wouldn't be I don't decimating. Think 
are the healthcare system. Sure, sure. Not that, full on privatization. Yeah. Like there's limit like there's differences, but oh, the options we, are very limited. We would limited. prefer an NDP government. We're not we're not crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I will listeners, take it. Um, we're just saying that problems you. the problems that we face as a world and a society don't go away because Rachel Notley becomes the premier. They're just Absolutely. not exacerbated on a daily basis by an absolute monster of a human being. Like well, and this is the thing is we live in a society where we have a ma massive structural power in the hands of people who are using it in particular ways, right? Like this re relates to in particular corporate power, I would argue, um, but filters down, of course, into government and into politics. And, you know, as average citizens, how do we fight against something that's so um, innocuous and so amorphous and this, you know, big power system where, you know, they have all the money, they have all the access to media, they have all the ability to frame the discussion, they have the law law enforcement on their side. They have all of these things to be able to control the, the, the rhetoric and the discourse and the discussions that are happening. And what do we as citizens have as power within this system? Well, you can we get to vote or, every four years? You can sure, email Shandro's office and not get a reply. And never or, or, get a response. Exactly. Or get it or get. And here's the, like, if or get blocked on Twitter, which is also ridiculous. Like I is he I, blocking people on Twitter? Well, probably. I know Dreeshin oh, was going. Many hard. of those. I mean, politicians are blocking people on Twitter. Should like that's just wrong. I understand. I, think, but. I understand that kids I don't shouldn't think I agree have with to that. be. I understand that kids shouldn't have to be sort of subjected to certain acts of ways of discourse or certain adult parts of our society and that's like citizens voicing their opinion to their politician or whatever right but they already use their families as props like they're not like this is like look at o'toole's twitter account is just like constantly like showing what a family man he is it's vomit inducing again like every time you stage your family you just show me how cold and he, probably he looks much a lot like homer simpson yeah like Do everything you're trying to portray that? in your twitter account like, i now think is the opposite of what is actually going on in your family like i'm sure your family thinks you're a fucking buffoon but anyway that's beside the point but they use their families as props so if i can't or if we can't as a public in any shape or form say things to go out like yell and scream at our politician because he has his family with him well then they not then they where's the line drawn between like where they start using the family as just a shield and so now if i take my kids I'm Shandro and I take my kids to all these public events. Well, nobody can say anything to me because I have my eight-year-old with me. Like the way I see it is instead of like, if you want to bring your eight-year-old to the park where there's going to be 10,000 people that don't like you and you're a politician, then you're deciding for your kid that they're going to be part of an adult thing. It's not on the 10,000 people that are there to be like, oh, well, Shandro brought his wife or his kid here today, so I'm not going to call him a piece of shit or I'm not going to yell what I want to yell at him today. I'm sorry, but the, he is objectively affecting the lives of millions of people with his, with the, his decision. Those people have every right to see him in public and say what they think of him. Nobody touched him. Even the Kevin J. Johnston douchebag supporters that we hate, 
Nobody touched him. Nobody, no, I like from what I could tell, they weren't even really like, yeah, okay, you said to the kid, the dad's a war criminal, like big fucking deal, like you know what I mean, like sorry, kid, your dad's an asshole, like, like that's as bad as it kids- got. Do you think these kids don't know that everyone hates their kids? Right. Dad? Exactly. Right. Exactly. You think that kids, those kids aren't bullied at school already for their idiot dad? Like they probably get homeschooled because of it, because his dad's a moron. And his well, dad and then and then people well will known. say, like, yeah. And then people will say, but we shouldn't do that either. Those kids shouldn't be getting bullied. And and sure, maybe the kids well, shouldn't be getting do? bullied yeah. at school. That it's to me is not though. even the issue. It is. It is. People get bullied because their parents are assholes. Like, I'm sorry, stop right. being an asshole. But Tyler Shandro made a decision when he decided to go into public life, into politics in particular, and he went into this public life. The role of a politician is to try and convince people to support their policies and or represent the policies that people want. I prefer the latter, but, you know, whatever. Um, But that is their job. And they have a public role and a public interface with people, citizens, that's their job. And they should face repercussions if people are unhappy about their positions. It was Tyler Shandro's choice to go into politics. He should have thought about his family when he did that. We all make those choices. One of those pieces is, will I be putting my kids at risk? Clearly, he thought it was fine. And then he made the choice to take his kids out in public. And I'm sorry, but you're the health minister. You don't get to shut that off at any time. I don't think any of our politicians should rest easy ever right now. They should not get to go to a restaurant. They should not get to walk around the street without hearing how much we hate what they're doing. I would even draw the line a little bit at like, if I saw Shandro at a grocery store with his kid in their, in the cereal aisle and he's picking out fucking which flavor of mini wheats to take home. Okay. Like keep your fucking, like, it's not the time. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I think that's perfect time. But well, maybe it is. That's this is why we're having this discussion. But certainly, if you're going to a Canada Day event, you are going as the health minister. You're not going as a as an Albertan. You're not going as as somebody celebrating Canada Day. You are going to a public event as the health minister, and people are you are free game for what people the public having to say something to you. You're free game. So if you take your wife and your kids, then you're subject, you are subjecting them to that. This is, I think the key point here is the way I see it is Tyler Shandro put his kids in a situation that wasn't that, that everyone's now up in arms about and saying, Oh, these people are assholes. Yeah. They're assholes. If you go to a place where 10,000 people hate you, some of those people are going to be the shitty kind. And so you shouldn't go there with your seven-year-old. As the I think as, as friend of the show, uh, Kim Seaver uh, pointed out on Twitter, these Kevin J. Johnson guys almost all certainly voted UCP in the last election. And will again. Or well, won't vote at we'll, all. Well, well or, or they'll vote for, yeah, they'll vote for Phil DeBrand. It's yeah. Phil DeBrand is part of the rip, right? I don't know because he he does seem outside looking in as far as an official, I think he's going to run. For them, for the rip, yeah, it's Hinman or whatever. That's the Paul Hinman. That's right. Is the interim leader or whatever? I think Fildebrandt kind of got it all going and then stepped aside when I don't know. We're we're speculating about that, but and we don't want to stay on here too long. But I just think that like 
people broke off to have this really weird conversation about and it's like okay now we're in a place like have we seriously just because you saw a child lifted over a fence in a scenario where they were never in physical danger they just didn't like hear what they were hearing so you saw a kid lifted over a fence and that somehow made you just sort of like forget the last two years of Shandro's actions, antics, behavior. His fucking behavior created this. But I don't even think that that's the issue for these people, though. I think that they think that there's just a blanket need for civility because I think they think that, you know, if we let this happen to Shandro, it's going to happen to them, too, when they're in power. Well, yeah. And so it should, because if you're doing things that people are pissed about, you should have to hear about that. Like when we were prepping for this this yesterday, when we were talking about this, I was thinking back to like examples of when people have accosted politicians and like the two that stick out as the most relevant examples to me are when the guy threw the shoe at George W. Bush's head um, during the, at the beginning of the Iraq war, which I mean, that guy is a fucking hero and he's, it's comes back around my Twitter. Like, I don't know, every couple of weeks, yeah, somebody's like, this guy's a fucking hero. Cause every, like, what were we supposed to do to try and stop the war in Iraq? Right? Like, what are the options there? We protested, we did all these things. What the fuck are you supposed to do when you have no power? And the other example I thought of was the one where Jean Chrétien got uh, hit in the face with a, a cream pie. Um, and that guy actually got arrested for that. And I don't know if served any time or what ended up happening with that. Um, but it was a similar thing. Like the guy was out in, like they were in public. It was a very public event. He was there as the prime minister. Like you can see the footage of it. And he's like, got his security guys right around him. Like it wasn't like he was really in any danger. And again, it's like this, this moment of yeah it would be like i said before i mean it'd be awesome if we could live in a society where we could just all work this shit out in nice civil ways and have good conversations like i would love that but we don't we have no power unless we take it and the power we have is sometimes yelling at politicians and if they choose to take their kids that's on them did you see a few weeks ago when emmanuel macron got bitch slapped I did. And that's another good example, actually. <laughs> I'm totally okay with it. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure what the guy's grievances were, but that's besides the point. Me either. And I honestly like, I mean, I'm not a big fan of physical violence. I'm not like I'm a pacifist in general, so I don't really like people hitting each other. Um, But I also think that there has to be a place in our society for us to express our opposition and every other avenue is closed. And if you're in public, you're going to have to hear what we have to say. Nobody, nobody assaulted Shandro or his family though. No, they were no. in no physical danger and this and these are the guys the that would do it this yeah, was exactly. the shittiest people that were at this part at this at this event these were the shittiest of them all and at no point was Shandro and his family in in danger I don't even agree with what the protesters were there protesting there was an idiotic thing to protest however Shandro should probably get protested almost everywhere he goes. And the reason is, is because he's made some really deplorable decisions. He's, he is the big three of a government that has maybe the big five now, I should say, because LaGrange and uh, Savage and Nixon, uh, Shandro and him, I think are sort of this big, like, ugh, but uh I don't even put Taves in that group. He's the fucking finance minister. But anyway, point being, this this is one of the most least 
liked individuals in the province right now. Like if, if Kenny has a bad approval rating, Shandro's is worse, you know? And, and it's one of those things where they've pissed off every single side of everything. But at no point was he in physical danger, he and his, he or his family. So he goes to this event where everyone hates him. He puts himself in a scenario where he gets yelled at. He comes out looking like this, like humanized family man with like scared kids and a scared wife and all of these things. Like, don't I'm not saying that he's smart enough to have like been like planned that. But don't tell me that he isn't fucking loving, loving the reaction from Albertans humanizing him. Because that's the worst thing you could do between now and 2023 is humanize any of these guys. Go ahead, Jeremy. Well, no, and this isn't the first time he's cynically used his family as a prop um, to distract from larger issues right i mean when he you know back in the early days of the pandemic when he you know screamed at that doctor on his driveway he was like oh he said he said mean things about my right he issued that statement and (laughs) he used the phrase my wife like several times right he just yeah but he just pushed her in front of it was like i was just defending the honor of 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 my wife right he was being chivalrous Right. And, you, you know, it, 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 and the, the, there's only so much you can use your family as a prop to justify um, bad behavior. And so, I mean, look, is it ideal? No, no. Like, I, I mean, that sucks for his kids. But at the same time, his chickens came home to roost. He owes his kids an apology. He does. That's my yeah. fucking point here. He went, I I don't get to take my kid somewhere where it's something bad is going to happen to me and then be like, these, this was, we're a victim here, kid. No, no, nothing. First, nothing bad happened to anyone. The, 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 the traumatic moment that your kids pr- experienced was your fucking fault if you don't know that you can't go to those events with your family right now that's on you i don't care i don't care like i i I get i guess i get that politicians had to go to these canada day events or whatever i suppose i don't know i i don't know i don't fucking know people that celebrated canada day before yes before this particular canada day where we had to argue about whether we should I don't fuck Canada Day. It's a dumbass day. It's just a regular day. I need to go hang out with 50,000 people waving a flag like I need a hole in my head. But these guys take their families there and then act like it was like, oh, well, like we were just out. You didn't have to go. We didn't have to go. It's a stupid event. Nobody cared if you were there or not there. And one thing I do want to say about Tyler Shandro yelling at private citizens from their driveway, because people might say, well, we're defending, he should be able to do it if we're saying everybody else should do it. And the guy who he yelled at came on Twitter yesterday and said, nobody should accost his kids. And this is terrible, like defended Tyler Shandro, basically. And I just like, no, a politician doesn't get to accost a private citizen, right? but they are representing us like they 
are our public servants. Like they do have that job, not the yeah, other way very, around. It's very so different, it's different when an agent, when an agent of the state goes in the cost of private citizens, hundred percent versus when private citizens, regardless of what their bullshit ideology is, a cost of public official. Those are entirely he he different went to a man's right? house. He did. If, if he did. these protesters went to Shadro's house, I'd be singing a different fucking tune. Sure, here. we could have a very if, different if, conversation. If they scared his children in a place where they had no business being, then that's a different conversation. Yeah. And Shadrow also, he's a public servant. Shadro doesn't a put his family in a in a dangerous decision in his own or position in his own home. This is different, way different. Anyway, last thoughts for anybody. We're gonna wrap up. Jeremy, last thoughts? We live in the dumbest country. <laughs> it's up there. We live, like, I think we live in literal hell. Like, when we were under this heat dome this week, like, it really, really felt like the gates of hell had opened and sucked us Did in. Did you see the firestorms? The literal fire firestorms? Yeah, little firestorms. Like, and the fire in the ocean that literally looks like a gateway to hell. Like, this is hell. We're in hell. And, um, you know, Jeremy, I saw your, I'm just going to say this quickly on air because I saw your tweet about that your nihilism and this sinking towards just giving up and like, what do we do? And I was trying to think how to respond because this is what I say all the time. Like, I feel so helpless. What do I do? This sucks. And I was trying to think how to respond. And so I'm going to say it on air because I think everybody needs to know it, it which is that if we just give up and stop where it's over like we just have we're done Don't the only option the have, yeah exactly <laughs> the only option we have is to keep fighting till we die that's that's it whether we or, win or, or not die, is beside or, the point so wait or wait, die wait, fighting wait. fight our fight tooth and nail with for no results and then die or just die and go to and get some rest anyway yeah, pretty much. But we got to fight. <laughs> Those are your options. Nihilism. Pick one That's or the other. That's why it's hard to fight off nihilism. I'm it sorry. is. And, That's why and- we have to get the NDP elected so they can build <laughs> green pipelines. <laughs> the utopia we've all been seeking. It yeah. lies with the NDP. Oh, I think this is just the theme of our show this last month but that's okay. It happens. I think we were positive. Like we laughed a little bit today, which is good. We, we haven't been in too many chuckling moods lately, but it's a just it's a fucked up time and like people i was just saying to laura the other day on canada today she just what's wrong and i was just like ah just juxtaposing all of these things that are happening today and it's like the world's on fire and let's all get back together again and the you know everything with like we stole this country but it's worth celebrating and oh like i just all this like I, i didn't know which i just felt tugged in all these directions of like and I just felt blech about everything, you know? So anyway, I just think that uh, maybe that's the right thing, though. Maybe Canadians should start feeling blah about this whole thing and, and we can start sort of reconstructing something better. Anyway, we got things to do. So time in that show where we say thank you to those of our patrons who go way above and beyond what we could ever hope for. To Dave Von Miller, to Chris Sturwald, and to Nicola DiNicola. Thank you so much for everything you guys do for us. To our other anonymous uh, high-end patrons, thank you. We love you as well. To all our other patrons and listeners, you guys keep us going. Couldn't do it without you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Stay safe.